Near enough, Ben replied. If he thought she had a screw loose standing out there in a storm that was fast becoming a blizzard, he hit it well. Maybe it is a little crazy, Ella thought. But as isolated as it made her feel, she liked the pure white calm of it all. Time? she asked. Quarter after eight, Ben replied, snowflakes adding to the premature white in his hair. All right, she said, tossing the cigarette to the snowy sidewalk and grinding it out with her boot heel. Last call. We'll close up at 8.30. Thanks, Ben said. He started to duck back inside, then hesitated. You sure you're okay? Ella bent to pick up the crushed, damp cigarette butt. Always. Ben didn't recognize the lie, or at least didn't challenge it. He let the door swing shut, in a hurry to start closing out tabs. Ella couldn't blame him. Ben had a pretty wife and a new baby at home, and he didn't want to leave them alone in the storm. Nobody was waiting for Ella back at her little house on Cherry Road. For her, there was no rush. As she pulled on the ornate door handle, a massive gust of wind slammed it tight again. It felt as if the storm fought against her, but she forced the door open and slipped inside. She turned as the door swung shut and caught a glimpse of the plow going by. In its headlights, she saw just how thick and fast the snow was falling. Then the door slammed and she flinched. The blizzard had arrived. The vault had two big fireplaces, which had been roaring all through dinner and had now begun to die down. The early evening had been fairly busy despite the storm. Now only three tables were occupied, but the family at one and the older couple at another were in the process of gathering their things and slipping on jackets and scarves and gloves. The trio of twenty-something guys at the last table seemed in no hurry, sipping their coffees while one worked slowly at his tiramisu. Four people were at the bar all of them regulars, who would go now that Ben had doubtless announced last call. In the far corner, where she had live music Thursdays through Saturdays, T.J. Farrelly sat on a stool with his fat-bellied acoustic guitar playing an old Dave Matthews song. It made Ella smile. As long as somebody was there to hear, T.J. would keep playing. Sometimes he would play after all the customers were gone, entertaining the staff while they swept up and cashed out. Snow melting in her hair, trickling icily down her neck, Ella went into the ladies' room to flush her cigarette butt, promising herself she wouldn't smoke again tonight. She glanced in the mirror and laughed softly at her reflection, reaching up to brush the snow out of her hair and off the shoulders of her coat. As she left the bathroom, the small window set high on the wall began to rattle in its frame, and she thought she could actually feel the building sway. The restaurant was sturdy. Once upon a time, it had been a bank. But the walls shook, and the draft that whipped around her made the bathroom door close with a bang. It almost felt as if the storm had come in after her. T.J. watched Ella cross the restaurant and exchange a quiet word with the last group of diners at the vault three guys who seemed intent on camping overnight at the table, if only someone would keep the coffee coming. T.J. thought it was funny how the career drinkers at the bar would happily slide off their stools, tip the bartender, and head home. But the guys reminiscing over coffee were reluctant.
Old friends, T.J. figured. High school buddies who haven't seen each other in a while. He would have asked them, but he felt fairly certain. T.J. had always been observant. He had a knack for figuring people out, though Ella tended to puzzle him. The restaurant was basically her life. T.J. figured it was normal for someone to be that wrapped up in an endeavor like this where the financial margins were slim and the risk of ruin was pretty sizable. But Ella was 32 years old and single, not to mention considerably attractive, with long legs and chocolate-brown eyes, and a mouth he'd thought more than once about kissing. There had to be someone she trusted enough to manage the restaurant a couple of times a week so that she could do something for herself, go to a movie or a concert, or for once eat somewhere other than in her office in the back room of her own restaurant.